When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From Las Vegas on Radio Row, it's the DNVR Broncos podcast, the final show of the week. Todd, we've got a packed show with Henry Chisholm, with Super Bowl 50 champ Todd Davis, with you here behind the camera, with so many people that have helped put this together, and we've got DeMarcus Ware joining us. We've got Chad Ochocinco joining us. We've got Sauce Gardner joining us. We've got Mark Ingram joining Mm -hmm. us. And last but not least, we've got new Hall of Famer Randy Gratishar joining us as well. That is a hell of a lineup, isn't it, Todd? Yeah, you can't beat it. You guys can hear me? Yeah, you can't beat it. Pause. <laughs> what do you mean? You can't beat it. Pause. Oh, no, you said you no, can't. No, 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 no. I you guess can't. you can't. Can't. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's you know so. That's saying? not it's a pause. It's not pause. It's not okay. Pause. I'm trying to learn. Yeah, 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 You've taught yeah, yeah, me this yeah. whole pause thing. You know I'm, I'm, trying to pick, <laughs> I'm trying to pick it up. Yeah, yeah. No, that's not bad. <laughs> uh, no, but those are some really. Uh, I feel like great guest. I, you know, I'm gonna pat on the back to ourselves. We did a hell of a <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 27 Pro Bowls. That's a pretty good number. Is for that one what show. we're dealing with? 27 today? Pro Bowls. I think it's like 18 All Pros. Ooh, wow. Pretty good. I feel like you deserved one, Todd. Just one. You know what I'm saying? That's what I needed. Just one, but didn't work out like that. Damn. I when you talk to guys who go to the Pro Bowl, though, they're never like. Guess what, guys? I get to go to the Pro Bowl. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna go out there. Like it'll be fun. Like it's Miami or whatever. Like. But you kind of just go through, like, these drills and stuff. Yeah. Well, I guess that's the question is, are you bummed that you didn't make a Pro Bowl because you didn't get to go out to Orlando, Hawaii, wherever spots it's Mm -hmm. been in? Or I would assume players are bummed they don't make Pro Bowls because it means that it's not as good for contract negotiations. Yeah, it's not as good for contract negotiations. And just having that title for the rest of your life is pretty cool. Yeah. You know, and I feel like my... Second to last year, I feel like was my best opportunity to get it. I missed, but I missed three games to start the season. That's right. Um, but on tackles per game, I was second in the league to only Bobby Wagner. Like, I felt like I was playing really good ball, and that was my year. And then, you know, I think you need a year, and then you need another year yep. to really get in it. So, exactly. Didn't happen. Pause. Need it. <laughs> Sometimes it takes time to get in there. <laughs> exactly. Luckily, I mean, you don't get the Pro Bowl title, but Super Bowl 50 champion. I'll definitely take that. Super Bowl captain. Yeah. Just, I mean, captain in general. I mean, those are some pretty good titles. There's no ring with the Pro Bowl. You've got your ring the mm-hmm. final day yep. of wearing it for a while. Yeah, right. yeah. It's definitely going back in the... Uh, in the carrying case for a little while. Would you wear it on the Super Bowl? Just like hanging out, watching the game? Or is it more so when you're out no, in public? No. <laughs> I'm probably not going to be wearing it just reminiscing watching the game. Yeah, Trying. Drinking some wine. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was going on Friday before the Super Bowl? Yep. Friday was like the last tune-ups. You know, because Saturday is like just really, really chill walkthrough. Friday is like the last kind of bit of tune-ups get prepared um i think we got a couple more gifts like we have been getting throughout the week um we got in a crash one of the days on a bus i can't remember if it was oh, thursday or friday my. i do um, remember that but it i was, forgot we crashed the bus driving between practice and the hotel um you crashed it like you guys were, were you, just all too crazy on the bus no the bus driver he just didn't stop he <laughs> just ran right into the back of a bus in front of us oh so two buses collided yeah wow. and guys were like some guys were shook 
couple guys were crying. Like no way. Yeah, I, you know what I'm saying. I won't say any names, but it was just like <laughs> uh, it was like a big. You know what I'm saying. It was a big deal. It was a lot. Well, you have, you were on that bus, right? I was yeah. on the bus that crashed. Because there were a couple. The there must have been like three buses. Yeah. That's that's bad luck. I'm not saying no, this is. I thought is... it was good luck. Oh. For me, for me, it was good luck. It was like okay, I gotta tell a little bit of story right yeah, now. Yeah, we need it. So. I used to like act a little bit when I was younger. So I did this commercial for a singular wireless. And on the way down to the commercial, we crashed. And something just made my mom like call her friend. Her friend came, picked me up from the crash and still took me to my audition and I booked it. So the minute we crashed, I just felt like it's another like serendipitous moment. Like mm. we're gonna win the Super Bowl, so wow. that's why that's what I felt. Weird. Wow, what a, that's that incredible! Awesome. We yeah. learned so much right there. I know, so I know. I had to spill the beans. Yeah, here, the you beans. are tasked with finding that commercial. It's the smallest little. Okay, it's gonna be tough. Yeah, I'll give you a little bit of details on it. It's the smallest little. You can barely see me in it, um, but it was like they did a Thanksgiving commercial. Oh. And there's a kid um, at the end of a table. And he picks up the phone and then it goes down the entire table to the other line and the other guy picks it up or whatever. But I'm just on, I'm at the table okay. eating there. Okay. What was the uh, singular, singular wireless. Singular, okay. So yeah, did you get free super. singular wireless for the rest of your no, life? No, they paid me very well. I made like almost twenty five thousand dollars. Are no you kidding me? For two How days old of shooting. I was like thirteen years old. Oh wow. my god. Yeah. That is what insane. You, what do you do with that? Well, the way the way it works when you're like <laughs> a, a child, child actor. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying I was a star anything, but you get like, I think it's either 5 to 10% of your money then, and the oh. rest has to go into a bank account that you can't access until you're 18. Like, your parents can't access it, nobody can access it. It has to go into a bank account. So I got a little bit then, and then once I left for college, I used the rest of it to buy a car. Dang, yeah. that what kind is of car? awesome. It was a Mustang. An yeah. older Mustang, Ooh. but it was convertible. You know what I'm saying? I, I wow. felt good. So wow. no boosters paid for it. I bought it myself. Oh, <laughs> you know is this to, the backstory back. <laughs> that the boosters told you wow. to, put to tell? Yeah. <laughs> You're this kid in this commercial. You're a yeah, child yeah, star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next yeah, time yeah. I hear about a ch Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's like the smallest little. Yeah, here. We're going to have to dial it up if so. Okay. Here. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's it. This That's is the it. One? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold up. Let Look. everybody see. It's really funny because they go down the table, but yeah, if here, you just see it up right on, here up for, for the listeners. You see that fat chubby arm? Oh my reaching gosh, for that's some it. Potatoes? <laughs> that's me. <laughs> wow. Did you ever see it live on TV? Um, yeah, I think I saw it like once or twice while they played it. They played it for like two or three years and then stopped playing after that. Wow. So like, I used to get these little residual checks for like $7, $5, you know, in the mail. Joined by Super Bowl 50 champ, but more importantly, child star. <laughs> no, singular wireless advocate. Uh, singular wireless advocate. You just happened to them. Is that what you're sponsoring this week here? Yep, I yeah, think so. Singular wireless. You, you guys want to know another crazy yes. Yes, yes, bring them all on. All right, this is another audition I had. So, how the auditions go is you like go, and if they like you, you get a call back. If they like you again, you get like another call back, and they probably book the job. So, there was one Powerade commercial that I got like two callbacks on. I didn't end up booking it, but the third callback was actually Peyton Manning came in and was throwing balls. Like if you watch the commercial, he like throws footballs to these kids, the Powerade commercial. Huh. I didn't book it, but I ran through the drills with Peyton that day. <laughs> wow. Isn't Did you, that tell, crazy? you tell him that? Yeah, we talked about it like as teammates, but it's just so weird. How old were you? You were a child. <laughs> I was still. young, yeah. And was he Tennessee Peyton Manning? Was he no, a he Colt? Was, I think he was a he Colt. He couldn't do it at Tennessee at the time. Yeah, he was a Colt. That'd that be a crime. A, that it. Oh, you're right. Yeah. That yeah, is got, wild. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So he played wow. long enough to do a commercial, like potentially yeah. whatever. Do that to play with me in the Super Bowl. So he wasn't he, like an ass to you or something, right? So like, no, no, no. He was bitter. cool. Oh, okay. He was cool. It was like okay. just a couple throws. Like you know, maybe my form was off. Oh, because I've always been a linebacker, <laughs> so maybe I'm saying that's why I didn't. Book so him. that it wasn't like after that, like Peyton Manning said, you're a horrible receiver. You need to play on the defensive side. No, no, no. I was a linebacker slash all lineman before that. I think it just re reflected in my performance. That, <laughs> that is why. Okay, crazy. what other commercials? No, that's it. That's it. Wow. I, I did some other like small like ad stuff, like f photography stuff, yeah. but that was it. Did you ever think that that like it seemed like that was the path you wanted to go down for a little bit? Well, I always felt like I wanted to do it. You know, what I'm saying like even now, if there was an opportunity, I would do it as, a, a long. 
alongside other stuff, yeah, but yeah. I will absolutely do it. Well, yeah. I mean, this is the perfect opportunity. <coughs> Shout out. Shout out, you know, Vernon Davis. Yeah. Mm. That's my guy. Act for us, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. no I'm okay. not gonna do that. But I probably need to hit up Vernon. Maybe he can put me in a movie or something. Hell yeah. Mm. Yeah. We saw him around here. Yeah, Super Bowl 50 there. champ. Yeah. Yeah. How many guys from the Super Bowl 50 team were here yesterday? 10? Yeah, it was a good amount. I yeah. mean, there's and 50 guys Malik, on a roster. I heard Malik came through after, yeah. too. Like, wow. There's a lot of guys. Yeah, he was a dog. Yeah. Man, wow. that whole defense was a dog. And uh, if you want to feed your dogs the absolute best food <laughs> out there, you could buy them Factor Meals. Now, could, not yeah. meant for dogs, meant for humans, yeah. but their food is so good. It is top-of-the-line food. It is fast. It is quick. It shows up right to your door, and it takes two minutes to heat up. So it's fresh food that you keep in your fridge. You take it out. You put it in the microwave. It takes only two minutes to warm up, and it is delicious food, and it's cheaper, way cheaper than ordering delivery or takeout or anything like that. So it is affordable. It is delicious. It is nutritious. You can't get any better no. outside of one more thing. If you use the code DNVRBRONCOS550, they're going to give you 50% off your first purchase. So to go to factormeals.com slash DNVRBRONCOS50, use the code DNVRBRONCOS50 over at factormeals.com in order to get 50% off. They're our presenting sponsor. They've allowed us to be out here this week. We appreciate them so, so much. And we know that you're going to like their food because we love it. Factormeals.com slash DNVR. And shout out to our friends over at Bet365. And right now they are offering a big game offer. You can get $5 in bonus bets for every touchdown score when you wager $50 or more on the same game parlay of San Francisco versus KC. Or you can get $2 in bonus bets for every touchdown when you wager $20 or more on SGP, which is same game parlay, yep. on San, uh, San Francisco or KC. I'm learning so much about the betting game. I feel like mm. I'm going to be, I'm just going to start a page and then people are going to follow me use my bets, and I'm going to, you know, make it, everybody a lot of money. Well, Todd, I mean, I would definitely follow you on bets because you're a child star actor. Uh, <laughs> you're a Super Bowl 50 champion. You're now a star podcast host. Um, so, yeah, of course you can do that. Bet on myself. I wish I could bet, bet on us on this. Mm. Wow. Because we don't fail. We don't fail. You know? be, uh, yeah. Oh, we. We, all oh, of wow, us. Oh, wow, you're including yeah. me. We're, we're yeah, a we. Yeah. <laughs> Must be 21 you're and older if it's located <laughs> in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, please call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. I had no S doubts. Somebody should give out awards for Radio Row. Mm. Like, like best podcast, like best radio show throughout the week. That'd yeah. be fun. And Ooh. that we actually could bet on. Oh, that, that would be fun. Yeah. Um, and, Todd, one of the things that I never had any doubts about, but that I officially learned this week about you, this is not the Todd Davis Show, is you're also a great interviewer. Oh, thank you, man. And you yeah. put your skills on display when we got a lot of these interviews for today's show, the packed show. And why don't we jump in with maybe the coolest one? I don't know. They're, they're all really cool. Yeah, yeah. But the longest one in a really good way. You talked to DeMarcus Ware. Yep. Do you want to preview it? Anything to preview? Or do we just dive in? You know, I think it's a great interview. Like, DeMarcus Ware is, is my guy, man. He's a really great guy. Mm -hmm. uh, I was so happy to see uh, and be there for him being inducted into the Hall of Fame. No one deserves it more than him, and it was just great to sit down and chop it up. That's the thing about, you know, great teammates. It's like, you know, you don't, don't see each other for months, but when you get back together, it feels like you never left. Yep, exactly. And uh, that's exactly what this conversation was like. So let's listen to Todd Davis talking to fellow Super Bowl 50 champ and Hall of Famer, DeMarcus Ware. How you doing, man? Good. You good? All day, man. All day, baby. All day, man. All day. You, how long are you here? I'm here till Friday. Okay, hit me up. I'm, 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 any dinner? Uh, no, no plans tonight. Me and no, wife are here. I don't have nothing. I mean, I'm just me and my agent. She here. Okay. That's it. Maybe we do something tonight. Yeah. I'm, good night. Well, yeah. You lead them on. So we do yeah. Something tonight. Let's do it. Yeah, you got time for like yeah, three, three yeah. questions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Todd Davis here with my good friend, Demarcus Ware, Hall of Famer. Amazing. This is my guy right here. Absolutely. And so, three quick questions. One, Super Bowl 50, we've been rem reminiscing a lot. Mm -hmm. What do you remember most about that game? Um,. I remember, you know how we used to prepare in the locker room and everybody had their music and it was turned up loud? Yep. For the first time, I saw a locker room that was quiet. Mm. And I saw everybody like totally prepared. 
but prepared in a way to where when we started walking down that tunnel, there was no chatter. You can hear the cleats going through the tunnel, Just right? locked in. We were locked in. And I remember when we were about to come out and get introduced, you remember all that confetti and how loud it was? Yeah. And then when we came out, it was real quiet. Yeah. But nobody really cheered for us, did they? Nah, they, 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 were, they were doubting us. But we were so focused, and I felt like we were the crowd. We had that chant in our hearts that we were going to win. Like, we knew it. Yeah. We all, I mean, all week. Cam Newton, number one offense, but they didn't know that we were the number one defense. Mm -mm. Mm -mm, they found out, though. Yes, they did. <laughs> so, yeah, that was big, man. Um, that was, like, the biggest one of the biggest moments. And another one was um, I didn't want to hold a Super Bowl trophy. Mm -hmm. um, and when I went to the locker room, nobody was in there and flipped put the Super Bowl trophy on my locker. Mm -hmm. And I walked in and I was by myself. Yeah. And I looked around like this. Like, I thought somebody was playing a prank on me. Mm -hmm. I touched the trophy, dog. I swear, like, I lost it. Yeah. I was in there by myself. Yeah. And I got a tap on my shoulder like this. And it was Peyton. Mm. And I turned around like this right here. And man, man, Peyton, just like we just did, gave that hook and trophies right there in the middle. Yeah. He was like, we did it. Yeah. Because that was a long road to get there. Uh, it, yeah. was, it was It was crazy. And you being part of that, like, a lot of people don't, don't see how your leadership in the middle what you did for the team it, it wasn't about a seal on your chest mm -hmm. everybody was a captain absolutely yeah for sure and you know that yeah and um it was when we said iron sharpens iron and another man sharpens another at the beginning of the season yeah we did that yeah without we made doubt. each other better without a yeah. yeah speaking of making making people better um big thing they're trying to upgrade or they say they should upgrade on the broncos is the outside linebackers we haven't had the production since you and Vaughn. How do they, you know, get more of the outside linebackers for them to really help the team? Um, I think more teaching. Mm -hmm. I feel like we do have the guys. Yeah. Like we do. I mean, you can always get, you know, another outside linebacker, but who is teaching what? Yeah. And I think that's um, is go what's going to change everything. How the guys are taught and taught in a way to where tenacity at outside linebacker is everything. Yep. Play reckless. Absolutely. And that's how, like, me and Vaughn played. And the inside guys just made us right because they trusted us. Yeah, for sure. Let the boys go out and eat on the outside and get pressure, and we're going to make them right on the inside. And I think that's how we got it, what we got to get back to. It's, yep. so, it's too much thinking. Yeah. Too much dropping. We got to do this. But now, let them guys go out and do what they do best. Yeah, let them go out let, there. Get into play. the quarterback and make plays. Yeah, I think that's key because that year, I think we had a lot of veterans that really coached up the young guys and taught the young there guys you and really instilled go. things in them. And I think that's what made us better as a mm -hmm. team. And the leadership. Yep. It only takes one on defense was me. Yep. One on offense. Um, for Peyton. Yep. Think about how many times we restarted practice when we messed it up. Heck yeah. And we were halfway. Yep. There's like none of that now. It's more the coaching having to police the players instead of the players policing each other. Exactly. Saying we're not doing it right. Let's start over. Yep. And nobody bickering about it because I got six months yeah. to dedicate my, myself to the team, to dedicate myself to the Denver Broncos. And I'm not going to let egos or emotions get in the way of what we're trying to accomplish. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. All right, last question. You know, uh, the quarterback position is up in the air at the Denver Broncos. We don't know if Russ is coming back. We don't know if they're going to draft. What's your opinion for what's going to happen at quarterback? Um, I don't think it's a quarterback. Mm. I think it's getting back to the old scheme. Yep. When you're up in mile high, I need people running. Mm -hmm. Right? I need the tenacity of the offensive line. You know how when we used to run the football, we just grind yep. on people. We grind on the defense, and we were able to play because we were just in better shape. We had offensive linemen that were fast. And then Peyton, yes, Peyton was Peyton. Yep. But Peyton didn't have to do a lot of work sometimes. And he was just dinking dunk down the field and managed the game. Yep. So um, just getting back to the old ways of the Denver Broncos and letting the defense really win championships and the offense tire out the other opposing teams and score points. Yep, I think that's it. Yep. Thank you, brother. All right, Appreciate well, you. Okay. Man, that wow. was awesome. Every single answer. And I want to start from the end. 
And he's saying the way to, to build this team isn't through the quarterback. It's about building around the quarterback. Kind of, so taking the 49ers approach, not the Chiefs approach. Yeah, I think he's uh, mentioning how much of an advantage it is to play at mile high. Um, you know, that ability to really tire teams out. I, I remember looking over to the other sideline and seeing teams dog tired in the fourth quarter. And you're like, oh, yeah, we got them. You know, even if the game is close, you know, you got more energy, you got more drive. And so I think he's saying, you know, it's very important to get that running game back to where it needs to be. So maybe that takes some of the pressure off of Russ or whoever the quarterback is. Um, so I agree. Yeah. I, DeMarcus has always seemed like a great person. I guess my question is, like, should he be the president or something? Yeah, at least of the Broncos, for sure. <laughs> for sure. I love the Monty Leach, but, you know, I think uh, D-Ware would definitely make a great president. Yeah. He seems like that guy. Like, it's just like whatever he says, like, I kind of just trust him. Yeah. It's like if he if he gets control of everything, I'd just be like, yeah, I think we're in good hands. You know, he's such a, uh, a, a calm quiet guy mm -hmm. but he's he's not afraid to talk mm -hmm. and especially just with the way he literally talks when he talks it it makes a difference and i mean from the media perspective you can tell that it was it very much like that inside the locker room for sure whatever d -Ware said um we definitely took the heart and we definitely uh stopped and listened to pay attention i mean ultimate leader uh ultimate captain just was definitely the the driving force for that defense and the way we thought, the way we, the way we prepared, and uh, really how much it, much it meant to us. I mean, he had a long career before that, never making it to a Super Bowl. So he was mm -hmm. very, very uh, adamant about, like, look, guys, this might be our only shot. Make sure you take full advantage of it. And he wasn't going to let anybody um, kind of get left behind or not prepare well. He made sure that he... Uh, had a good, lot of good conversations to make sure you were ready. One of the things that we talked about last week, I think, with bringing Vaughn back, and you both mm -hmm. said how important you think it would be to have that championship experience in the locker room, specifically on one side of the ball, because you have it with Russ, yeah. um, or you had it with Russ last year, uh, and to have it on the defensive side, because the Broncos don't have that. How, and, and, and I see the value there, but then I think about DeMarcus, and he was such a good leader when he got to the Broncos. Yeah. But he actually didn't have that Super Bowl ring yet. What makes a great leader even when you don't have that Super Bowl? I think it's first and foremost, it's your play. I think you can talk all you want, but if you're not executing when you're out in the field, I don't think guys are going to list you. So first of all, he was a Hall of Fame player, mm -hmm. Pro Bowl, all post, so guys are paying attention. Second, he took the time. I think that's important. Like, so you want to stay after practice, I'll, I'll walk you through, you know, the way you should change up your rushing. If you're an outside linebacker, what you should see as an inside linebacker. Uh, if you want to sit in the cafeteria and talk, um, he was always coaching guys up. He never missed the time to really uh, give guys new information to help guys out. So I think between those two things, definitely hard work on the field, but also taking the time with guys, that's what really makes you a great leader. And I think DeMarcus also is making a case for himself to come back as a coach. He's like, the outside linebackers, we got, we got the dudes on the team. We just need not necessarily better coaching yeah. from, like, he wasn't pointing out the, the coaching staff, but just uh, all around better. And that's what the Broncos made the adjustment to last year was, okay, we see the talent in these young guys. Frank, Randy, kind of get out of their way. Let's let these guys develop. Yeah, and I think... I think it was the best call, but I do think they're missing a little bit of coaching there. So, um, And like you said, you know, they talked to Randy. They talked to Frank. Even if they were gone, like, I think they're missing that presence. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important. So yeah. Vaughn and DeMarcus come back. Hey, Whoa. one player, one coach. <laughs> it worked once. Yeah. Yeah. It did. It did. Um, and then the first, uh, man, so cool getting that inside look behind the Super Bowl and hearing that. It, Super Bowl was totally different than every other game in terms of that, how it was quiet, how it was locked in. And when I heard that answer, I was thinking, if I didn't know the outcome of the game, I don't know if that would be a good thing or a bad thing, where things totally change mm -hmm. for the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like getting yep. out of, not that routines change, but but the, the mentality going in changed. Yeah, we, uh, we went from having, you know, the music, you know, blasting in the entire locker room, definitely have on, have it on headphones. I think it all worked out, but... I guess it's a roll of the dice. You know, you want to try and keep things the same, but at the same time, this is kind of a very different game. So you got to make sure that you're preparing the best way for each guy. So I think it worked out. 
Well, I definitely <laughs> yeah, think it worked yeah, out. Yeah, um, you can see. And then one uh, another thing that I didn't realize was Demarcus said um, that there was no cheering for you guys uh, at that Super Bowl. We obviously know that it was a very Seahawks favored crowd in '48, um, but was it more so favored for the Panthers in that game, or was it just like a neutral site game? Feeling? Yeah, I don't. I don't remember if we were favored. I think. I don't think we were Dots? at the time. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. But, but in terms of, like, the crowd. No, no. But I just think the overall feeling for that entire week is that everybody felt like the Panthers' offense was just going to, you know, kind of steamroll us. And I think that the energy kind of transferred into the stadium. You know, I definitely saw a lot of orange. We had a lot of love there. But it didn't feel like a home game. It didn't feel mm-hmm. like a home crowd. Um But it felt good. It, I think those situations feel the best when you win. Like when it's kind of quiet to start and then you pick things up and either quiet the crowd even more or get the whole crowd on your side at the end, like that's the best feeling. Yeah, well, because that Super Bowl, so like obviously number one offense, number one defense, they also had the number two defense. So that that was like you, you turn on ESPN and Stephen A or whoever's yelling, you know, yeah, like it's number one, number one, but they've got the number two. De-. Like you just do the math and you're like, well, the defense might be just as good as what people were saying going in. Yeah. All the Broncos, exactly. All Broncos <laughs> fans are like, what are you talking about? You're getting because, Todd pissed right now. <laughs> I no, no, no. Hey, and I'm not he mad. Won. Everything worked out. <laughs> got him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, I mean, they did have a fun defense. Like they were playing all that like cover two with Josh Norman just like sitting underneath. Like, yep. That's when he had just the insane season. Now he's really trying to rile you up. Bro, Listen, there's nothing, I can there's say. nothing he can say. Like <laughs> yeah. they, they, they lost. They, they lost, had some yeah. great players. Luke Keekley, Thomas Davis, like hell of a, a totally. hell of a roster. Yeah, but then when you guys go out there, like, like, like TJ has said earlier this week, like it's just so simple what you do. Yeah, it's like you can rush four and get to the quarterback. You can cover with five and cover everybody up. So you just, from there, just have so many options. Like, you want to blitz, you blitz. You want to leave guys back, you leave guys. Like, it's just so easy when you have Akeeb and Chris Harris and everybody who is on that team. Yeah, we could have rushed two and got to the quarterback. Exactly, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were playing you probably could have, like, left four in coverage and covered everybody. Exactly. Keep could get two guys. One of the big reasons is Von Miller, yep. Super Bowl 50 MVP. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I think about when I think of Von is how – he probably eats factor meals mm-hmm. because he only's putting the best ingredients in his body. What is it? You don't put uh, unleaded in a Ferrari? Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, you got to yeah. put the good stuff. And if you want to put the good stuff in you, mm-hmm. check out our friends over at, uh, yeah, I tried to pause there. <laughs> check out our friends over at factormeals.com slash Broncos 50 to get 50% off. They're our presenting sponsor of our show this entire week. We've all had factor meal kits, and we all Love Factor Meals. So check them out. Use that code DNVRBroncos50 over at factormeals.com slash DNVRBroncos50 to get the most convenient food, the best food, nutritious food, healthy, and it tastes amazing. So check them out, factormeals.com slash DNVR. And come hang out with us at the bar. Uh, There's a lot of stuff going on. The abs are done with the all-star break. Nuggets obviously coming off an awesome win last night. Um, against uh, uh, the Lakers. We were all at Circa. Yep. I guess Todd wasn't there, but a lot of us were at Circa for that game. It was so much fun. We had so <laughs> many Nuggets fans. And I can only imagine what it was like at the... Now, I think of it, I, Harrison tweeted yesterday. Mm. They had, like, the Who's Your Daddy chance going at the, at the bar last mm. night. Mm. Yeah, so I've only gotten to a couple Nuggets games there, but it's time. And There's only a couple months left here. This Sunday, come to the bar Absolutely. for the Super Bowl. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. The big game, yeah. Come hang out for the big game. Uh, it's going to be a party there as always. Um, and make sure that you're following us on uh, Twitter and Instagram and all that. The bar has a separate account, um, and you can see everything that's going on. You can also go to thednvr.com slash events and check out the calendar. The Superb Owl. That's fair. Yeah, yep, that, yeah you, yep. you could go with that too. Yep. Wow, yep. yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay, we've got the, yeah, instead of just saying wow the rest of the time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We've got four other interviews to get to, and we're going to jump all over the place here because we we got some great insight. And let's start with Chad Ochocinco Mm -hmm. Johnson. We talked to him about Jerry Judy, and it was a fun one. We're with one of the greatest route runners of no, all no, no. time. The greatest. Oh, the great. Pardon yeah. me. Pardon me. Get it right, Zach. And you've been very complimentary of Jerry Judy and his route running He's ability. Right. Where's Jerry Judy from? 
Where, where's Alabama. he from? Alabama. Miami. Miami. No, Miami, 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 Miami. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> we're built different. So it's, it's just in us. How you it's built? It. Huh? What's the difference? We're just great. Just great. We're just great. How do the Broncos get him going more? Like he has his big moments, but how do they get him? Just throw him the ball. That's it. That's all we need. What's his best route? Any. 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 Oh, he's one of the most prolific route runners in the game today. It's about using him the right way, put him in position to succeed, and he'll the rest. He'll take care of the rest. Yeah, awesome. man. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. The the greatest route hey, runner. You guys are from Denver. Yep. Yes. What are we doing with the quarterback situation next year? Russ is gone. Probably They're gonna get a rookie. 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 Yeah. It's gonna be Stidham and a rookie. Okay. Stidham Who's a, which Stidham quarterback? quarterback? Which which rookie you like? I, you don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. It'd be cool though. Okay. Good luck, guys. Appreciate, Appreciate you. you. My best friend, Chad Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of those where, like, you go and you ask him a question, and then you're like, you're more like, you're not even, like, really a human. You're more of, like, an alien and just, like, the way you approach the world. You know, like, he's just one of those guys where, like, I've known since I was, like, six, like, it's the touchdown dances. Like, he's just, like, kind of out there. Like, it's that whole era in the NFL, really, where, you know, throw primetime in there, too. But him and Chad Johnson and, uh, like, Terrell Owens, like, all those guys, like, it's a wild time. I mean, you, you talk about him just not being human. I, I don't think he can explain what makes him good. He's just like greatness. Mm-hmm. Everything. <laughs> yeah, but it's he, that simple. He clearly still believes in Jerry Judy. Yeah. Maybe he will always believe in Jerry Judy just because they're both from Miami. Uh, it's enough for me. Yeah, sure. Is he the greatest route runner of all time? Ooh. Because uh, he made it very clear he's the greatest. He was a very good route runner. But Jerry Rice used to separate exactly, like nobody. Yeah. Like maybe it was a different time, but <laughs> but yeah. he definitely like the separation and, and the ability to create space. I don't know if anybody's better done it better than that. Did you ever think of uh, changing your name to Todd Cinco Uno? Cinco Uno. That does sound good. That does sound pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he just called me Cinco. Cinco. Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. Not, not bad. We're gonna try that out. We'll see how it goes. Look at the paperwork. Randy yeah. Gregory could have done. Well, you you told us to change your names is easy. Yes. Well, before you're before you turn 18, very easy. After you turn 18, like still not hard, but a little more expensive. Do you believe uh, that Chad Johnson believes Jared Stidham is good, like he said? I don't know that he knows who Jarrett Stidham is. <laughs> like, <laughs> we go through that whole thing. Like, and what tipped me off was, like, which rookie? Like, I kind of thought it could be, like, kinda any any rookie you could just throw the just name out Caleb there. Caleb Williams. Uh-huh. Exactly. But, like, if you're not, like, throwing Caleb Williams out there, then, like, you don't know who's who Jarrett Stidham? Stidham? <laughs> who's Jared Stidham? I don't know if you could see it on the video, but he had a cigar where inside a convention center where, uh-huh. like, I know you can smoke inside Vegas at, like, casinos and stuff. Here isn't really a place that you yeah. would. Um, and he had the glasses on. Man, oh, yeah. he was rocking it. Oh, seriously. like he He's, like, top five coolest guys who've been here this week. Wow. Like, not in terms of, like, maybe, like, popularity or anything like that. Maybe that, too. But, like, just in terms of, like, coolness, the cool factor is off the charts. <laughs> are receivers divas, Todd? Uh, a lot of them are. I'm not saying he is, but I'm just saying a lot of, <laughs> a lot of receivers are, for sure. He, I mean, he Emmanuel Sanders, self uh, self named diva self-appointed diva he did say like, that yeah. some receivers aren't afraid of it they don't mm-hmm. view it as a bad thing he called uh emmanuel called dt a country diva and he called himself what just a normal diva yeah, or something like that I think that's yeah. what it was that was so long ago i don't remember the details but he's country too and he's from the country so he might be a country diva too dt <laughs> dt was like from an outsider's perspective maybe you have a different perspective but was like the opposite of a diva mm-hmm. he like no he did yeah for as great as he was, he probably could have been, like, the number one name wide receiver in the NFL if he would have been a diva Yeah. Uh, because uh, because he was that good. Yep. But, like, he just he didn't want the spotlight. He, he wasn't yeah. that tight. He was someone that was going to work, do everything he needed to do to be elite, and then he didn't want the spotlight. Yeah. He was a, uh, the hardest working man on the team, um, did everything you asked of him, and I think reason why he wasn't a diva for me is that he, I think he run blocked just as hard as he, you know, ran route. Mm. So most wide receivers don't do that. They're jumping out the way, letting guys through. Um, he definitely was selfless and, you know, gave everything he had uh, for everybody on the team. Yeah. That's, that's how you quantify it, I think. Mm. It's like, do you run block as hard as you do other things? Uh-huh. I feel like that's, that's the question. Mm, I love that. I love that. And uh, speaking of... Jerry Judy, 
Pat Sertan guards him. We talked. You talked, Todd. You did a great job of sliding in and getting uh, a, a, a good answer from Sauce Gardner talking yeah. about Pat Sertan. And if you're listening to this on the podcast side of things, you got to jump and watch this video because Sauce is iced out. Yes, this might be the shiniest bling that I have ever seen. You hear? Can you dial up that Sauce video? We had Pat on the show. Watched a lot of your film. Very complimentary to you. What do you think about his game? Uh, man, it's always great to just be around. First of all, great to be around him. Spent a lot of time at the Pro Bowl. Great guy, man. Great player. You know, he's a technician. You know, when he lined up on that field, you know, he'd be out there dominating. You yep. know what I mean? Um, yeah, man. It's, I ain't too too much to say. No. Get on that field. Get on that field. He do what he's supposed to. You know, he's sent on business at all times. You handle business no matter who in front of him. So, you know, that's all you can ask for out of the corner there. Hell yeah, man. Appreciate it, bro. Have a good one. Yeah, I mean, Pat is all you can ask for out of a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, and just looking at Sauce, he is tall. Mm -hmm. But even after two years in the NFL, he is still skinny. And mm -hmm. then so I thought about, like, him being an all-pro player. And then I think about Pat, and I'm just like, man, even compared to an all-pro cornerback, Pat is built different in just a way that is freaky. Like, it, it is like... He is unlike any other cornerback. Yeah, he's he's super solid and strong um, to play quarterback. I think that's why guys don't get a lot of separation when they try to, uh, you know, jam him off the line or push him off the line. He's too big for that. And then the crazy thing about it is you can't really run by him because he's too fast for that. Like, he's really an all-around great cornerback. Yeah. And with Sauce, like, he's just so long. Like, he looks whoa, like a spider. Whoa, oh, God. whoa, whoa. Whoa. Damn it. Are you saying Henry's wrong? I'm not, I'm not saying anything about <laughs> we're that. We're going to really struggle during draft season with the scouting. and the. We're going to find some new phrases. But yeah, like he almost looks like a spider, though. Like the way like the way he could like reach out and the, he ran so fast. Like that's what really like solidified him in the in the draft process is like not just like a really good prospect, but like a, oh, my God, this guy might be the next whoever type prospect is because he's just so light. There isn't much weight he has to take. And so he can run like the four three or whatever, and still be whatever six foot three with those long arms. I don't know. They're very different players, but but wouldn't you? It's cool. When you describe that, I see the positives. But wouldn't you rather have the guy making the transition to the NFL that has the the girth and the and the body? The what? Body. The, the hell is going he's on? He's like built out. Is he like Henry likes the length and Zach no. really likes the girth. Oh it's just, we gotta move on. We God. gotta move on. I wasn't even trying this to. This is crazy. <laughs> don't you want, I was going to say thickness. The I don't build. know what, build. Yeah. Don't the you build. want the build? To build. Be, to, to, to like be able to last? It's, it. <laughs> I, I didn't it's know what to say. It's different for different players. I think it just depends on each player because you got mm -hmm. like DT and Emmanuel are very different body mm -hmm. types but they both play wide receiver. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you got like a Megatron that'll lead the league in yeah. passing yards but then you also got like Justin Jefferson that'll do it. Two very different body types. Yeah. And so I think it just depends on how their style of play. Now I think if you know, Justin Jefferson or E tried to play like DT then it's like it's going to look uh, bad. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you have to find what works for you. That's very fair. Yeah, totally. Very fair. I do think Todd is going to quit this job before the draft comes around <sighs> because of these. Yeah, we got, <laughs> we're going to get this phrasing down. I think that's our next project. Now we're, we're through the season. We're through Super Bowl. Now we work on phrasing until the draft. Phrasing. Okay, yeah. that's our yeah. next project this weekend. And I think I might have just seen Mark Ingram walk by, oh. which reminds me. Todd, you caught up with Mark yesterday to get the inside scoop on Sean Payton. And did Mark play his entire career for Sean? Was he always a saint? No, no he went to the uh, Ravens, huh? Yeah, Ravens. Mm. Was there? Definitely Ravens. Yep, yeah, yep, yep. Um, but he's got insight on Sean. So let's let's hear from Mark Ingram talking about Sean uh, and this Broncos team. You're good, my guy. What's up? Todd Davis here, DVR Broncos, with the man, Mike Ingram himself. Oh, man, what's good? I know you played for Sean. We both did. Uh, what do you think the Broncos can do to kind of turn things around to have a much better season next year? Man, it's just um, culture, right? It's yeah. just culture. It's just everybody buying in. Um, I think everyone has to just 
take accountability. You know, I, I think um, coaches got to coach better, players got to play better. Yep. Everyone kind of has to trust in each other, believe in each other. It's got to just be a family. It's got to be a cultural belief. And um, I think it's something special, like, you know, when the team is closed, the locker room is closed, the coaching staff, everyone is just one family on the same accord. I think yep. when everybody has their, their minds set on the same mission, I think that's when you start having success within a team. So I don't think it's one pr particular thing. I think it's a group thing. It has to come from the, um, the front office to the coaching staff, yep. trickle down to the players, to the strength coaches, to the training staff. I think everyone has to be on the same position, everyone on the same page. That's what's up. Last question. I know there was a lot of controversy with Sean and Russ. Do you think there's any way they can mend this relationship? Do you think Russ will be back next year? Or do you think he'll be looking for work somewhere else? Man, I mean, that's a tough one. Uh, if they do want a minute, they have to go and sit down man to man yep. and talk about true and honest what's going to happen in the future, which you see me as. Yep. What's my future here? And if, 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 if we're not on the same page, if we're not seeing eye to eye, then maybe it's best to move on for both parties. For you know sure. what I mean? But I think a true man-to-man -man discussion has to happen. A true transparent discussion has to happen. That's the only way to have a healthy decision and a healthy relationship moving forward. For sure. Thank yeah. you for your time, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, brother. Love, bro. Do you think we're going to see a true and honest discussion and conversation between Sean and Russ? No. If it happens, we won't see it. We'll mm. never know that it happened. But do you think it'll happen? I think that they will sit down at some point. I don't think Sean's just going to, like, kick him to the curb. I think he's going to sit down with him whether he wants him back or not. I know they had to sit down, you know, kind of at yeah. the end of the year, but I think just man-to-man, face-to-face, I think it's important. Like, even if you're going to cut a player, you have to be able to sit down man-to-man -man and have that honest conversation about, like, you know, why you're getting cut. Um, and if you, they want to keep him, they have to, you know, mend, it, mend things so that he's happy at least a little bit. And, and I just don't think that there's a conversation to be had. And what I mean by this is Sean isn't going to make his mind up about Russ based on like trying to get on a similar page with him. Sean knows what sh what Russ can and can't do on the field. So Sean, it, this is a conversation between Sean and Sean of do I want, what's better for my team? Is it to have this massive dead cap but not have Russ on my team? Or can I change things enough with Russell Wilson if he's willing to take a pay cut uh, to, to change? So I don't think it's like Sean has to apologize to Russ in order for Russ to be back. It's, it's just a decision on Sean. And we heard from Sean. Sean was actually in this building today, but he was able to elude all of the Denver media. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the shows that he was on was Kay Adams, the Up and Adams show. And uh, he said that they have not decided Russ's future yet. He said it'll happen sooner rather than later, something that he told us five weeks ago as well, mm -hmm. uh, a decision on Russ's future. And and he said, we haven't even looked at these college quarterbacks. We start that this coming Monday. And he, so he <laughs> said, um, if you've heard that we're going to move up or move down in the draft, it's BS. We haven't even looked at these guys. Um, he says he doesn't even know what numbers these college quarterbacks wear. So uh, they have not made the decision on Russ. They haven't made the decision on the quarterbacks um, go, going forward. And he doesn't even he hasn't even looked at the college guys at least that's what he's what he's saying publicly i yeah. love i love his responses um because it's always like oh yeah we're about to do that this week like we have, <laughs> yeah. everything's like no we haven't done that yet that's that's coming this week yeah like if you would have got me next week you would have had your answer well we can have you next week sean exactly, yeah. exactly. i'm gonna Come be in 10-hour draft meetings yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's i'm curious what'll happen of course but it it does seem like Russ is just going to be gone, and there's going to be a rookie. And At this point, Alex don't even see, like, an another path. Well, and today, I mean, I think the very last question that Kay asked Sean, she said, so you're looking to fall in love with the quarterback? And he said, yeah. I mean, talk about, like, could you imagine? Let's put this in relationship form. And you're on a, you're on a break with, with your girl mm -hmm. um, or your guy, and they say uh, – <laughs> They say, uh, someone asks Girl. them, so are you still, <laughs> there's oh, girls the listening the here. The you yeah. yeah, I wasn't, I, that wasn't uh, yeah, Sometimes mm -hmm. I forget we're not just talking here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, could you imagine someone asks uh, one of the people on the break, so are you still looking to fall in love? And it's like, yeah. 
Mm. That means they're not in love that, right now. Yeah. Yeah. And we clearly already knew that, but like for him to say it, it's they're going to be going in separate directions fairly soon. Yeah, I think you. I think that's a good job of uh, deducing that information from his <laughs> response for sure. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, speaking of deducing things, we don't have to deduce things anymore. Randy Gratishar is a Hall of Famer. It became official last night. And as we found out while talking to Randy today, he knew about this a couple of weeks ago. He was a senior finalist, which means he's like guaranteed to be in. Only one senior finalist has not made it. So we knew he was in. I think there was one this year. This year that didn't make it? I'm pretty sure only two of the three made it. Really? Yeah, I got to double check on that. Wow. Well, I yeah. guess maybe I was taking it too much for granted. So this that would that guy would only be the second one in, in history to not make it. But regardless, Randy did make it, and we caught up with Randy today, shortly before the show. Let's hit it. Mark. Famer Randy Gratishard. Randy, can you take us through what a moment was like when you found out you made it into the hall? Well, uh, that was a couple weeks ago that I officially found out, and. Uh, it's been a long time coming, and uh, ha having the opportunity to finally know that I was going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, because uh, I waited, it's been 35 years, and uh, if you turn that number around 35, it becomes 53, hey. and that was my number. There we go. And uh, it was just, just a great, this whole thing has been a great experience, and I'm originally from Warren, Ohio, and it's 40 miles from Canton, Ohio. So I'm a real Buckeye going into the Canton Hall of Fame. I'm very proud of that. Have you started thinking about what you want to talk about in your speech yet? Uh, no, I haven't really gotten that far. I'm, try I'm overwhelmed with what's going on now and being out here in the Super Bowl and then start preparing. Uh, and, and, the, and the Canton Hall of Fame people have sent like a calendar each month, this is kind of what we're going to, if you get in, this is what you're going to be doing. So make some plans. And uh, that's been a little overwhelming, you know, of trying to figure out, uh, figure out that. But uh, again, it, for me, it's just a real blessing to know that finally uh, I'm into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, Canton, Ohio, born and raised in Ohio, and uh, went to Ohio State. And I'm a real Buckeye, so uh, that's it's just been uh, overwhelming for me. Yeah, that's amazing. I, I think it's well deserved. And as a linebacker, when I look at your stats, like I'm truly amazed. Like 200 tackles for multiple years, I never did it once. What was your secret to be able to be that dominant on the field while you played? Well, I never had a goal to do that. My defensive coordinator, Joe Collier, um, he pulled me aside and he said, Randy. All I want you to do is find the ball and make a tackle. Mm. So I didn't do all this practice stuff of blocking and tackling and reading and all that. So I said, okay, Joe, I'll, that's what I'll do. Yep. So I ended up, uh, you know, having a lot of tackles and uh, having that opportunity. One, one year in 78 was defensive player of the year in the NFL. Yep, I, see. I said, where did that come from? And so it's uh, a real blessing and a real privilege in order to uh, have the stats to be now going into the Canton Football Hall of Fame. Amazing, amazing. Well, congratulations again. Well, thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thanks for doing this. Absolutely. Yeah, appreciate it. You guys from Denver, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> thank, thank you, Randy. Uh, Another Hall of Famer for the Broncos. Really, really cool uh, and cool insight. And it, that conversation made me realize I think football was a little bit different back then, Todd. <laughs> Just a little bit. I, I really wish that could have been my job. See <laughs> ball, get ball. I feel like I would have I loved that. You don't Definitely. need to practice. You yeah. don't need to practice tackling. You don't need technique. Just see the ball and go get it. Go get it, baby. Is yeah. linebacker the position that that translates to the most though obviously there's way more things involved especially in today's game but is that the position where it's the most so see ball get ball no oh. that has to be d-line and outside linebackers oh like i mean we have to we have to rush we have to cover we have to uh line guys up i think sometimes in, especially in certain plays like literally the goal of the outside line is literally get my stance and get the quarterback or get my stance or get the ball like I may have to go through a couple different reads on one play or guard somebody, you know, like different routes. Like, literally, 
no disrespect to anybody that plays outside linebacker or, or D-line, <laughs> like your hand's in the dirt and you're just trying to go after the ball. Definitely. So. Yeah. Randy was a freak. Randy was a freak. He, he got, like, Heisman votes. He was, like, sixth in the Heisman voting, two-time uh, All-American at Ohio State, like, just dominant in the NFL every single year. Like, people I – think, I think the reason Randy doesn't get some of his due is just because so many people became fans because of John Elway. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, that, it's like that 90s era of Broncos football is when – Especially like when we go, like when we go to London, for example, everybody out there is saying like, "Yeah, you know, it was that's when they first started showing games here, and it's it's John Elway on TV every week, and people fall in love." And I think that's true of people outside of Denver. Like you see so many people who it's like, "Yeah, my dad was a Broncos fan because like it started back then." But for him, I mean, when he got to Denver, the Broncos had played 14 seasons. They'd never been to the playoffs. They'd finished last in their division eight times. Dang. He shows up. Uh, first, I think it's first two years they don't get in. Then they go to the playoffs three straight years, first three times, make their first Super Bowl appearance. And uh, the, the last year, the 10th year of his career, uh, is, is Elway's first. So he was part of that orange crush, crush defense that just kind of like bridged the gap between like, holy shit, the Broncos are horrible. <laughs> like this team is not going to be in Denver for long to like, oh, wow, they got something cooking to Elway and then 40 years of the Broncos just being incredible. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's awesome to see him get in. And he should have been in a long time ago. Averaging more than 200 tackles a season is insane. Like, I don't Absolutely. care what year it is because, it, like, yeah, it, it, yes, it, it's a different game. There are more runs. There's that sort of stuff. Also, like, half his career were 12-game seasons. So wow. I think that kind of balances that things out too. Definitely does. And on top of that, the only Bronco – in history, to win Defensive Player of the Year, which is wild because mm-hmm. you, Von Miller, Champ Bailey, first ballot Hall of Famer guys uh, who never won Defensive Player of the Year just shows how totally. special he was. Um, that Orange Crush defense absolutely deserves multiple people in the Hall of Fame, but you got to start with one, and Randy's the first mm-hmm. one in there to be in the Hall of Fame, so unbelievably deserving. It finally happened, but maybe, as he said, it was right because... 35 years, flip that, it's his number 53. Mm-hmm. It's meant to be, baby. <laughs> I am a little disappointed he hasn't started thinking about that speech, though. Like, you would have thought, like, I would have at least had, like, a couple lines in, like, he's 1990. Old. He's old. He 1991, I probably have, like, something. He that, has like, to sit down with a pen and paper for sure. He's not just thinking of this stuff like, <sighs> on top of his He's head. had 40 years, though. <laughs> yeah, but It's you, never crossed his mind. Yeah, but you probably, he's probably been pissed for 40 years for not <laughs> right. getting in. Like, I'm not it. writing a speech. It's like, as soon as I get up there, I'm telling these guys what's up. Like, I'm telling these guys it took hey, you long. Hey, cocksuckers. <laughs> 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 exactly. <laughs> what took you so long? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> what if that's it, brother? <laughs> 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 just throws the paper Also, Give a shout Burns out. the jacket on the way up. Gotta give a shout out. He's he's still working at Phil Long Ford, <laughs> which is awesome. But but so it's actually like Phil Long's PR people who helped like help me get in contact with him earlier today. So need a car. Use the discount code DNVR50 for 50% <laughs> yeah. off a car. Yeah. Actually, no, I wish. Oh, we got through the entire Phil Long <laughs> thing without a pause. So Someone. that's great. <laughs> wow. Phil, pause, long. Is that what you're saying? Let's move along. Okay. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> wow. I just got that from Henry. Oh, my goodness. Um, you know what's crazy is this week would be very different if the Broncos were here. We'd be yeah. talking about this game. Yep. And we haven't talked about the game at all yet. And let's end this show, end this week with our Super Bowl picks. Todd? Tell me the 49ers are going to win. Yeah, I'm going to make a pick based off of my heart. Oh, let's I go. appreciate it. Not my brain. Uh, my brain is saying that the Chiefs are going to pull away with another one. My heart is going for the 49ers. So I'm going to say 24-21, 49ers get the deal. Let's go. Henry, keep the good vibes rolling. I, yeah, you know what I think. I'll just make my quick. I mean, I'm not, I, I've been wrong for weeks and weeks and weeks, and I'm not going to be wrong again. Like, it's going to be. Mahomes is going to win. It's going to be 23 to 17. Boo. Yeah, boo. Yeah, no, I'm booing my. Boo. I and agree. You're right. <laughs> Demarcus Ware said something in that interview earlier <sighs> that did not make me feel good about this game. He said, like, yeah, the, the crowd wasn't on our side uh-huh. when we went out there. They weren't cheering for us. That's going to be what these Chiefs face. When we, mm. What we've seen in this city 
is it is way 49ers heavy. Now, it also makes sense. We're in Raiders country, unfortunately, uh, and you have the Chiefs here. So the, the city is going to be pulling exactly. um, not for the Chiefs. And I just think that the Chiefs are going to thrive off of that, mm. kind of like oh. you guys did. So I don't like it. I think the Chiefs are going to win. So but you wanted Henry to keep the good yeah, vibes on exactly. the Yeah, I know. Once, vibes he, anyway. once he tore it down, no. like, it was me. torn no. down. He booed me. No, boo. Zach, <laughs> Zach takes the out so much with, with Henry. He was oh, like, Henry, I had He pulled no. the vibes down. We're, we're already low enough right oh, now. Dang. I do think, I mean, that, that 49er defensive line is insane. Like, it's legitimately insane. Like, say what you want about Randy Gregory. As their fourth rusher, that is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, like that whole squad up there, like, if, if they're really getting pressure all game, they've got a chance. It's tough. Yeah, I think they got a chance. They just haven't been insane in this playoffs yet. Yeah. So, we would need just one insane game. I think Bosa, did Bosa, he either played every game or missed one game and finished with ten and a half sacks this year, mm -hmm. which, like, he should have 18. Their first playoff game, he had zero sacks. I believe zero pressures. He was yeah. extremely average. In the NFC Championship game, he did end up with two yeah. sacks. So um, what took down Mahomes in the, the one of the Super Bowls that they lost? Shaq Barrett. Mm -hmm. And a That's really, right. really big pass rush from the Tampa yeah. Bay Bucks. So Bosa absolutely has what it takes in order to do that. We're going to be pulling for the 49ers. We're going to be breaking down the game on Monday back in Denver. And before we get out of here, I got to give a shout out to our presenting sponsor, Factor. Use Factor. that code DNVR Broncos 50 over at Factor. Thank you so much for sending us out here. And I got to give a shout out to so many people behind the scenes that made this happen. Ryan Green, I'm looking at you. Oh, Ryan wow. Koningsberg, our guy. He was kind enough to give us three and a half minutes on the show this week. We've got Alyssa. We've got Marissa. All the promos was on like two minutes. He complained about it. It was the best two minutes of my life, though. Of your life. Oh. <laughs> he said your wife said the same thing. Uh, <laughs> that was a good one. We've that got really Ally behind the scenes, and of course, our oh, we've got guys back home, Nick, Ryan. We've also got our guy, Yahir, who looks like an absolute yeah. goofball right now, wearing what are they called? The the big hats. Big <laughs> Easy to remember. The bit. Oh, that's what they're called. Big hat. Yes. Big hat. Big oh, yeah. hat. Yeah. He's wearing the big hat. And of course, to my guys, Henry Chisholm, Todd Davis. It has been a blast. Todd, are you still rolling with us after spending a full week with us? Yeah, I'm. I'm locked in. Let's go, <laughs> baby. Thank you so much for all of you tuning in as well. Obviously, we wouldn't be here if it weren't for you. Hit us with a thumbs up on the way out. We really appreciate all of you. And let's all watch the Kansas City Chiefs lose on Sunday. We'll be there to celebrate it Monday with you. Thank you all so much. Have a great weekend. Flying cotton